Hey, how you doing? It's Coach C. Collins for Coach's Rise Time. Uh, you know, the show where I talk to you guys about a certain aspect of coaching. This is a bonus episode in between the About That Life podcast where I give you my insight as a coach, kind of some of the things I've learned, some of the things I've done that I think are right, some of the things I think I've done are wrong. Please feel free, as always, to follow me on social media. You can follow me on my Instagram with HoopStarIM. You can follow uh, the AAU program, Youth Basketball Academy, or you can follow About That Life podcast. Uh, definitely appreciate the support. One small click for you is a big help to me, Mark, for God-given talent, and everybody else who helps out with this programming. So I'm coming at you with a topic today that I think is very relevant for a lot of coaches in the AAU world. Um, you know, I've been doing this a while. I've been coaching myself for about 15 plus years and I've been in the AAU world strong for the last six obviously the program uh, I'm co-director of Youth Basketball Academy is doing extremely well we have about 42 if not no we might have like 52 teams now uh, you know we have our own facility we, we really try to be very organized very upfront things like that but with that being said you know, we got to get back to the core of how this all works, and that's really um, from the kids. The kids is how all this works. Uh, just a couple quick side notes. Um, congratulations, I believe, uh, you know, now the, presiden the presidential election is over. Uh, it's very much looking like Joe Biden is going to win the presidency. I'm not going to get too political because I know everybody could be different ways about that, but definitely just want to at least wish him a congratulations on his success and obviously uh Kamala Harris on uh her accomplishment as being a woman vice president so you know some some good things and some big changes happening this week uh the biggest thing is I hope everybody else is doing well obviously COVID is still here the numbers are looking pretty grim at times but you know I, I i like to believe and i can at least vouch for what i see in my area there's a lot of people trying to take measures and steps to keep everybody healthy keep these kids healthy and trying to you know hold on to some resemblance of normal life life is different that's just a fact and we have to accept it and we have to work around it but i do see people trying to make a lot of significant steps to making life a little more normal and better so with that being said Let's move uh, into the topic. Today's topic uh, is about recruitment. Uh, that's how AU functions. I mean, most of the time, most of these programs are started by a dad who has a son or a daughter, and they connect with a couple other dads and, or moms, and they make an AAU team. Uh, no different for YBA. That's how it started when Kenji, the founder, uh, founded YBA. What, we've been here uh, 16 years, 16, 17 years. Uh, you know, he... He started off with his sons, and uh, once his sons graduated, just kind of grew from there, and, and I stepped into the fold and kind of helped elevate it to another level, and here we are, you know what I mean? 2020, here's, here's where our AAU sits. Some people know about it. I'm pretty sure if you live in Northern California, you know about it, and, you know, we just keep doing the best to compete with ourselves and keep doing better and better for the public. But I wanted to talk about, as a coach, how I approach recruitment. Uh, everybody has their own way. They they have their own things they're looking for. Uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you which way is correct or not. I personally think it's all um, it's all your opinion. It's really no 
this way works, this way doesn't, this is the best way to recruit, this is the wrong way to recruit. It really comes down to your personal preference and what you're okay with doing and what lines you're willing to cross and what you're not. Uh, I can tell you all a bunch of crazy stories. I mean, there's, you know, coaches who will stab each other in the back. There's coaches who start off as assistant coaches and then branch off and then become their own coaches because they don't like how one son is getting favored over the other. You know, I quite honestly in this AU basketball world, and some people can agree with me or disagree with me, a lot of AU programs are started out of spite and bitterness uh, for something else. Some Most of the time it's out of selfish reasons. It's out of because someone wants their child to be the star, and so they create this program because they want their star to – or their kid to, you know, be the man. Uh, I'm not big on that. I believe, you know, if you decide to coach, coach because you have a passion and love for coaching. Of course, you can coach your kid, but that shouldn't be the focus of why you're coaching. But, again, that's my opinion. So talking about recruitment, you know, when I recruit, and, again, I'm saying this for – this is, again, I want to repeat this and reiterate this. I say this for myself And I say these things to give you guys this information because maybe it will help you as a coach. Maybe it will help a parent. Maybe it will help somebody out there. Again, if it helps three coaches, I'm good with that. You know what I mean? If it helps 200 coaches, I'm good with that. I just want to try to give some type of voice and perspective in this AAU thing. And one voice that's hopefully just real and honest with you guys because, again, I really try to – you know, like are we say about that, like pull no punches and, and be real with you. So um, there are three targets, three targets of recruitment for me. And I'm going to tell you what they are and briefly talk about them, give you my opinions. And, you know, you, you, you take what you want from that. But the three targets of recruitment, the first pillar, if you want to call it that, the first pillar that I'm going to look at is the player. And the player is their ability, their size and their attitude. Um, obviously, um, for me, if uh, I coach typically the top levels in YBA, most people know me as the elite go-to guy for, for our elite teams, which, you know, I'm very grateful for that people recognize kind of the level I've pushed my teams to. So you do need a certain level of ability depending on what level you are. Now, let's just say you have kind of a rec, competitive rec level team. We would call it like a CD team. You know, then, yeah, you obviously the talent isn't as important. But if you're going against the top teams in the nation, whether it be third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, and beyond, yes, you need a certain amount of ability. That's like a prerequisite. You have a checklist. The ability is just one of the checks, okay? The next thing is size. Um, I This is the reality of basketball. Basketball is a tall man sport. It is. For you kids who might not be blessed with just – god-given height sorry that's the you chose to play basketball you chose to play a sport where your height plays a factor um this is the reality of it and this is how i explain it to my kids if a 6'10 guy and i'm 6'5 if a 6'10 guy can do everything i can do and i can't you know separate myself from him he gets the job because he's 6'10 it's literally that simple so if I go against this 6'10 guy, I better damn sure make sure there's something I bring to the table that he can't because those five inches are da- are what's going to separate him from me. So keep that in mind. You know, you do need a certain level of size and physicality depending on your level. The bigger, obviously, the better. But keep in also mind, the bigger the kid, the more time to develop. That's what I also try to tell people. If you get a kid that is very big and strong 
and extremely coordinated and athletic in, let's say, like fifth, sixth grade, he, get ready to turn him into a point guard at some point because that pretty much means he's tapped out. If you get a very uncoordinated, very soft, very like wobbly, you know, awkward looking sixth grade, seventh grade kid, but he's extremely tall, the upside for that kid is extremely high because he hasn't grown into his body, which means he's going to grow some more. Um, the next is attitude. Like I said, attitude, coachability, are you coachable? Do you listen? Can you follow instructions? Uh, can you deal with an aggressive coach? Can you deal with someone who's going to be in your face and hold you accountable? Because a lot of kids nowadays, I believe, and parents try to have their kids run from accountability so they can just hear what they want to hear. You know, that's where you get the uh, mom and dad elite, you know, other town select teams. You know what I mean? Because it's all about stroking someone's ego. So those are three things for the player. Ability, size, and attitude. Next is the parents. I recruit parents. I take a look at parents. I look at their size, their height, because, again, their genetics are what's going to kick into some of my players. And I look at their attitude. Are they, you know, are they receptive? Are they argumentative? Are they coaching from the sideline? Are they just being supported from the sideline? I'm very clear on the status quo when I look to recruit parents, and I'm very transparent up front. I believe that's why most people appreciate me. I suggest for you coaches, you do that as well. Doesn't mean you have to be an asshole. Doesn't mean you can't work on your delivery. But if you get the message across and set the tone early, most parents will let you know who they are right away. Some might fake the funk in front, but once you have, well, let's just say you have one of those, uh, you know, uh, trouble parents, those uh, uh, disruptive parents, yeah, you might have to let that kid go. And it sucks that that kid has to suffer because of a dad or mom who can't control themselves, but that's sometimes what you have to do what's best for your team, and I've unfortunately had to do that in my line, um, my line of work. Also is the commitment level. Uh, how committed are they? Do they want to travel? Do they want their kid to get better? Do they just want to learn the game of basketball? Like, you really need to see, because you do have some parents who've never played a sport in their life, and they think they know more than you somehow, or you have some parents who played sports at a high level and think they know more than you somehow, or what I've actually come to find out when I deal with like uh, athletes that have had parents who played collegiate or pro, because I've had some pro athlete kids, shout out to uh, Reggie Smith for letting me coach his son, RJ. Um, NBA dads are like the greatest. They don't say a word. They just understand the game and they know like, I'm gonna let you do your job and they just shut the fuck up and sit back. So you know, shout out to all the NBA dads for the most part who let their guys coach. My, some don't, straight up. I'll be like, some don't. Some NBA coach dads, they want to take over for the coach and just do some wild shit. But for the ones who really just sit back and let their kid be coach, uh, shout out to you big time. Um, and then knowledge. What's the parents' knowledge of the game? Do they know anything about the game? Do they know nothing about the game? You know, for I would say those AAU programs that are more exploitative that are, if that's a word, but look at those ones that want to exploit kids. Uh, their ideal parent is a mom, single mom, with no knowledge of the game, and it's just ignorant as hell. Uh, that is typically the easiest prey and uh, most bad coaches' uh, ideal situation because they could just take that kid, exploit the shit out of it, do everything wrong, teach the kid wrong. Um, and just try to live off their talent and somehow be like, oh, I made this, I created this, whatever. Like, it, the more knowledge, I'm telling you parents out there, especially when you get in the AU world, please get my knowledge. Learn, learn, learn. Ask coaches. Interview coaches. 
Like, sit down with the coach, interview him for 10, 15, 20 minutes. I can't tell you how many times I've been on the phone with parents for like an hour, a couple plus hours um, to get them to understand who I am and to answer all their questions. I did that actually with uh, Matt, my my 16U. He's like one of my uh, top players. His mom and dad were talking to me while I was at work at UPS for like two, three hours, and this was years ago. And this was like, kid you not, like 1 a.m. until like 2 or 3 a.m., because we were at a crossroads where he was deciding to be with me or uh, Coach Robinson's team. And obviously, fast forward now, they, they feel they made the right decision. So, you know, be willing to have those conversations, coaches, and parents be willing to really push the limit with them. Uh, also, um, you know, just quick word of advice as well, uh, really go at your kids the first practice. Test their mental fortitude. Test are they coachable. See the parents' reaction when you likely light a kid up. Do they do they clinch? Do they look mad at you? Do they overcoach their kid? Like you know, are they so supportive that they basically delude themselves like their kid does no wrong? These are things you need to pick up on personality quirks and traits so you understand how to psychologically deal with and manipulate your kids because there is a level of manipulation when it comes to coaching. The last and third thing of our pillar is uh, team history. What is this kid's team history and reputation? Does he bounce from team to team to team to team? Is he a mercenary, basically? Is he a free agent? Because let's be real, there's a lot of kids like those. There's a lot of kids that loyalty is not a thing. And again, I'm an advocate for kids playing on multiple teams, but not like seven. Two is enough. Two two to three is enough. If you're not getting something at one program, talk to that coach. See if you can work it out. If you can't, leave the right way. Just break ties the right way so you don't burn any bridges. That's what I try to do. Um, recruiting, how uh, the, understanding the kids' history, understanding their personality, understand the parents' motivation, you know, and what is this kid's reputation? Is he coachable? Is he good? Like coaches' programs, we talk. We talk to each other. We see each other. I mean, I know uh, uh, it's pretty interesting because, you know, I'm noticing coaches even around me are doing podcasts uh, ever since I started my podcast. I'm not saying I influenced them by no means, but I am saying that we do know each other in this community. We do communicate. We do talk, whether it be through social media, whether it be through, you know, face to face like and me making this platform, I guess, maybe might have motivated other people to do this platform, which I'm totally fine with. I, I want and believe uh, voices need to be heard, right? That's our 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 First Amendment right, that freedom of speech, and we should utilize it as much as possible. But with that being said, find out about the kids you recruit. Find out their attitudes. Find out their reputations. Are they hotheads? Do they fight? Are they competitive? Are they soft? What did this coach get out of them that maybe you can or cannot get out of them? You know, that's a big part of it. The one and last thing I'll jump on, these are, the again, those three pillars of recruitment I do. Um, but the last thing is that I want to talk about is just the shady recruitment. Uh, going into kids' DMs and talking bad about other programs, talking about other coaches, uh, you know, trying to exploit them. That's the wrong way. That's the dark side to me. If you offer a kid a spot, that's okay. Like, I've reached out to kids and say, hey, just want to offer you a tryout. If you want to come through, you're more than welcome to. They've ignored me. So be it. That's fine. As long If they're happy where they're at, they're happy where they're at. But when it gets to the point where it's destructive, uh, talking down to other programs or, you know, basically to where – Coaches get real personal and then start taking it out on the kids or, 
you know, when they see or play against that kid, they're like, oh, that kid doesn't score. That kid doesn't score. We're going to shut him down because he left our team. I mean, that's that's when you're taking things a little too personal and too far. I've had plenty of kids who leave my team. I, I get plenty of texts and phone calls all the time, especially right now because of COVID, um, of kids wanting to try out for my programs and my teams. Ideally, it's kids that strictly want to play for my teams. But, again, we have 40-something teams here, so – you know, there's plenty of uh, teams to go around and players to go around. So, you know, when you're when when you're recruiting, please try to do it the right way. I always, for me personally, uh, if a kid from another program hits me up, I call that coach. I find out who that coach is. I've did that with uh, a team crossover when uh, Muhammad came to play for me for eighth grade. I I talked to the coach from NorCal Blaze when I was trying to recruit to Kai and Amari Davis. I've talked to. Uh, you know, the coach from Matt Barnes lead. I've co- I've, I coach. I talk to these coaches and get their opinion. I even try to work with them. I say, hey, he plays for me. He plays for you. Let, let's see what we can do. Um, some coaches will work with you. Some go, fuck off. Um, I don't like you, and we want to keep them to ourselves and screw you. And, I, and, hey, it's okay. I'm okay either way with that. I'm just saying if you're going to recruit, do it the right way. Talk to the coach. If a parent comes to me and says, hey, we're thinking of leaving, I say, hey, why don't you go talk to the other coach first? Talk to him, see how he feels. Then they talk to him, and they come back to me. Um, that's something I suggest when you do your, your your recruitment for these AAU guys because eventually this is how it works. The pool is really big in the beginning because all the kids suck. But as ed- each grade goes up, that pool gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And then you're at the top of that pyramid, and you have the small triangle of super elite kids that we're all trying to bounce and get somewhere, right? Well, if we're all going to the same destination – then we should be able to communicate and work with each other in that. I know um, one thing I heard that, you know, uh, from one of my players that was kind of disheartening was he he wanted to get more reps, so he went back to his old team to try out. This is one of my eighth graders, uh, Grayson. He went to, uh, I, I believe it was Hawaii Heat, I believe. Um, I could be wrong, uh, but I think he went to their tryout, uh, Huey, right, to go – you know, try to get back on the team and just get some double reps in because on my team, you know, he gets minutes, he does, but he obviously wants to be more of a starter, maybe have more of a role where he's a ball handler because he plays a big for me. Totally get it, right? And they told him basically that even though he was, I guess, one of the better kids out there, they said, no, we want kids that are only going to play for us and committed to our program. I'm not a big fan of that. I don't think that's necessarily okay especially have a kid that's interested i think if he plays for multiple programs you know work with them and again like i said two teams is fine it's when you go beyond that where it's too much for me where you got a bunch of free agents and renegades who just jump from team to team to team to team to team to team team, playing like 13 games in a weekend just so they could take home three medals i mean that's that's ridiculous you know what i mean so you know keep in mind how you're recruiting and what you're looking at i think it will make a um significant difference you know in your time and your ability out there but with that being said you know that's kind of my whole style when it comes to recruitment uh hopefully you know this gives you some insight maybe gives you some tips maybe it helps you as a coach or a parent to think like hey what's about this program that's going to help me stand out uh, i just always try to provide some good knowledge you know i've been in this coaching game a while so and i've been lucky enough to be at the top of my game in my opinion I hope that this helps. Uh, Well, me and Mark have been connecting and we're going to hopefully get back soon to 
about that live podcast. I'm hoping to do it tomorrow because uh, it is Saturday. Oh, and I forgot to wish everybody a happy Saturday. Have a happy good Saturday. Um, you know, I, I want. I'm hoping you enjoy what you're hearing. I want to keep this content pushing. It is November 7th, 2020, and things are shifting. We're almost into 2021, thank goodness, because this has been one hell of a year. Um, I do hope everybody's doing good out there. Be safe. Obviously, after the election, some people's tensions are high. But the good part is, at least what I've been seeing today with the tournaments, because I didn't coach, I just kind of watched and spectated. The community and the basketball community here in Rockland right now, Sacramento, the Bay, is, is thriving, man. People are getting along pretty good this weekend. I didn't see no fights. I saw a bunch of kids playing and just having a great time. I'm hoping that stays the the, the tone for 2021. Let's, let's try to keep unity because California, I'm very proud of us. I'm very proud of the way we've been trying to handle things and do things the right way and respecting everybody's you know personal decisions let's keep love you know what i mean let's 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 fight hate with love and you know especially brothers out there especially black brothers we need our unit or our black culture our black family we need to unify more than ever because the work ain't done work's not done you know what i mean job's not done to quote kobe god rest his soul so you know stay safe out there and uh i'm out